Oh shit. Store ballers. Yup. You know what that is. Listen, you cannot have copyrighted material, guys, and make any money off your podcast. It's just not gonna happen, guys. So of course, if you want to be a producer of the show, like my man Shat Radio, who fucking sent the instrumental to Lil Troy wanna be a baller. So Lil Troy and his company doesn't take the hundreds of dollars that this will generate to Spotify and other platforms, which is baller shit. Okay, I'm Uncle Dust, and what Uncle Dust is going to do when I speak in third person, like I do occasionally, alright, because I'm thinking about, right now, the history of Coca-Cola, which is what we're going to get into, guys. Fuck the bullshit, okay? The cocaine. Cocaine, the original cocaine. Okay, Wigger, a cocaine drink. So, this is going to be the intro. We're going to try the intro. Alright, I'm going to try to just freestyle a little bit Just to give a, a, a view of what's coming in this episode And let's see, let's see what <laughs> Let's try it out and see what happens Let me dust off my 90s style of rap Because I don't know what the hell rappers are doing these days But at a time, this might have been I might have been decent Might have been a decent bar or two For old Dusty drinking a 40 on a On a cold night in Southern California Let's see Let's see uh, Here you go Coke. Oh, let me see if I can do it like wanna be a bond. Coca-Cola fist and a dose. Pharmacist named John Pink and Pemberton. My man got stabbed with a saber in the Civil War. Removed the alcohol present. Uh-uh. Pemberton's previous drink recipe for Pemberton's French wine coca as prohibit as pro <laughs> This is failing miserably. As prohibition legislation has been passed in Atlanta. The original lesser B was initially sold as a patent medicine in certain fountain stoves with the claim that it would be a remedy for ailments including heartburn, nausea, and headaches. Dr. Pemberton's bookkeeper, not, not Frank M. Robinson, is credited with designing the trademark logo with the naming the beverage Coca-Cola. Uh, expansion? You want to talk expansion? We can talk expansion. Is that's what you guys want? Uh, prior to Pemberton's death in 88, he sold portions of his company. He was high off the morphine to a few different parties. His mind all cloudy, feeling good with the majority of the business being sold to a local <laughs> businessman named Austin C. G. Candler. Fellow Jew. He wasn't a Jew, but he might have been. Aren't they all Jews at the end of the day? By 89, Candler acquired the rights to the formula, as well as the Coca-Cola name and brand. He incorporated the... This doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> and expanded distribution of the Coca-Cola syrup. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Enough of that. Fucking turns out... You know, you need to loosen up a little bit. I'm wound up off a of coffee in a 20-mile ride on an e-bike with a guy, a fellow, fellow vet that was homeless for about three years. Took me on a, took me on a magical journey today. Uh, t- t- ten miles, ten miles out in the middle of the desert in San Bernardino, and said he he showed me the juniper tree, which is just a big bush in the middle of the desert where he lived in this bush for three years before he, you know, about. 10 years ago or so before he got off drugs and he said he was still getting pussy out there in the middle of the desert i mean that's what meth does for a motherfucker though you know meth will get you pussy at the end of the day if, uh, if there's a broad on methamphetamine this this listen there's gonna be some swearing and adult uh topics in this episode guys so this will be occurring so i'm sore as hell off the coffee with a fresh dipper and today, guys, we're talking Coca-Cola. Shout out Shat Radio for sending that, man. I, I, that's fucking dope. So at least I can play that and I can uh, try to freestyle over it for every opening. I'm sure that'll be that'll be looked on highly in the uh, in the hip hop community. Okay, old white guy barring it up. Why not? It's fun, dude. It used to be fun. I was around when hip hop was fun. I mean, I think some people still have fun. I'll rap. I'll rap at the. I'll rap at any event. Doesn't matter, bad or good, it's just fun. So, like my terrible rap was saying, the origins of the formula. 
also Patreon, before we get started, patreon.com backslash firecrotch. Join there. You guys are the producers. I want to hear from you. I want to, uh, I want to read your comments. We do exchanges on there. Also join the Discord. Uh, I don't have one yet for his, historic ballers. Maybe at one point we'll we'll do that. I don't know. I don't know how to run one. I mean, Cliff, my co-wigga on Wigga's Live, original Wigga's Live, does all that, and uh, he's the man at doing that. And then we're taking a couple uh, weeks off here because we're working, motherfuckers, dude. We're trying to get by. You know, we we do this entertainment, which is fun and we enjoy it and we hope everybody else listening and enjoys it but obviously you got to pay the bills first i mean it's not i don't we don't have fucking sponsors like uh tim Dillon and legion of skanks and i probably should be sending emails i'm a terrible businessman i'm, I'm terrible at getting the word out uh you know of the of the show uh, i don't get on social media a lot you know i have i do have them i just i don't use them much except to put the Put the word out. So the best way to fucking interact, dude, is obviously live. When we're doing the live show on Original Wiggas, come by, say what's up, say you heard the show. It's on uh, Focus CDS on YouTube. And that's every Wednesday. At, uh, it'll be back next week. So join us for that episode. Be a, be a good ep- Also, we ran a marathon. There was a, I think Cliff put up our first, like, years ago, our first episodes, which we looked fucking hilarious. You know, because we, we didn't know nothing about a podcast or you know, uh, what we were going to, what we were going to be doing. So you can kind of see the evolution of the Wigga's, uh, birth of a Wigga nation is what I believe it's called. And it's on, it's on YouTube. So check that out, man. You can see we're fucking nuts. We're insane. You're dealing with two insane middle-aged fucking Wiggas around here, you know, who grew up in the city, except that this Wigga went to the military, the East coast Wigga cliff went into a life of rap, and and pursued rapping, working odd jobs, and pursuing his love, and then we connected in, in later on in life, and fucking came up with the original Wiggas as a, uh, you know, because we used to be called Wiggas as kids. You know, if you did anything that had anything to do with black culture or hip hop culture, if you liked it at all, if you got along with everybody, and uh, if you spoke in slang, sometimes it was like, oh, that's a Wigger, you know, and it was like said it was said with the ferocity of the fucking n-word back in the day it was fucking hilarious right so we were like oh that'd be funny man you know let's call it the original wiggas so it's i don't know what people think when they read you know people that just see the name they probably just go oh whatever you know fucking i don't know if they think it's funny serious don't know but um we're having a good time there and everybody that, that joins the show man we appreciate you you know come hang come say what's up so this is historic ballers, though. Ballers can be anybody in any fashion. You know, it doesn't have to be just about the money, but it has to be something very ballerish. Um, we covered um, um, a whore from the Roman times who balled out um, the wife of a the wife of a Caesar, who just you know balled her puss out basically, and every night was going to whorehouses trying to beat the local whore in a contest. That was an interesting. I think that was last episode. Uh, covered uh, Carnegie, of course, Andrew Carnegie, uh, steel steel magnet, magnate, I believe is the word. I believe is the right word. I might be wrong. I uh, did do drugs as a youth, and uh, my brain is kind of fucked up from it. Let's be honest. So don't. Here's the. Hi, uh, right. I'm Uncle Dust from Historic Ballers and Original Wiggas. Kids under 18, listen, you're dumb as fuck. Don't throw meth, cocaine, heroin, pills, fentanyl, PCP. I would recommend not doing acid until a later time as well. Um, I don't see any good in coming from acid use at the age of under eight, under fucking 25. I just don't see it being anything good for you. It hasn't done a fucking thing for me. I did hundreds of hits of acid. Parents were right. Shut <laughs> the fuck out. Now I'm an old Republican. <laughs> I'm over here like fucking, but when you're a kid, that's just how it is, dude. And that's how you'll see how history works. History just repeats itself where you see you're a youth revolution, fucking Bob Marley, fucking fight the power, you know, let's do drugs, sex, rock and roll, fucking hard you know, rap. Let's go. What are we doing, man? Everybody's equal. Let's go. Gays. Let's go. Dykes. Word up. 
trans, boom, fuck whatever you want. Let's go. Fuck the church, dude. And then you get a certain age and you're going to church every week, dude, baptizing the name of the son of the holy goddamn ghost. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's just you get older. You have kids. You get experience. You get wisdom. And this is what you, this is, this is, it happens to everybody. You think you're not, it's not going to happen. And then it does. I mean, you don't have to be so far down the path that you're fucking going overboard with your bullshit. But you see a guy like Papa Trump and you're like, he's kind of got a point, dude. I'm kind of digging this fucking weirdo. You know, he. (laughs) Anyway, dude, history of Coca-Cola, guys. And um, as you see on the screen there, you got a little, um, you got a little uh, history there. You got forty dollars the value of one share purchase in nineteen nineteen, and I believe the same. Sh- oh, okay, the same share it says with dividends reinvested annually would be ten point three million. I mean, how the fuck, dude? You know, and you're dealing with, of course, the founding. Of branding. I mean, in this era was tough, dude. When you look at history as we go through and we learn about the main unite as far as the USA goes, when you're dealing with the JP Morgans and the Rockefellers and the and the Coca-Colas and you're dealing with um Domino's and you're gonna be dealing with these big McDonald's, um, even I mean, those were later on, but in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, it was a free for all as far as patents went. Uh, all you had to do was change one ingredient, and that was good enough. So you could steal the whole formula, and that's why it was like KFC. They still don't put their recipe out. I think it's like two people know what the recipe is. And, I mean, we can all guess, and it's all over the Internet now. And I'm sure people have broken it apart and gotten what it is. But you'll find out that you just had to get those 11. If You know, if you could steal that and then see how they cooked it, I mean, you could recreate it almost to a T and then put it out as a, as KFD and, and make money off it legally. All you had to do is add one more thing. So if it didn't have fucking garlic in it, you added garlic, a little sprinkle of garlic, not even much just to add it on the, on the ingredients. And that was enough. So Coca-Cola was first introduced on May 8th, 1886 by, we'll get into pharmacist named John S. Pemberton, who got he kind of fucked himself over. I'm not going to go all out and say that that Asa um, Griggs Candler, who would later come and and buy it, buy the buy the rights for that. Um, he was a, a John Stith Pemberton um, was a um, civil. He was a, a Civil War vet. And uh, in 1865, Pemberton sustained, he sustained a saber wound to the chest during the Battle of Columbus, which um, he soon became addicted to the greatest drug of all time, morphine, used to ease his pain. Okay. In 1866, seeking a cure for his addiction, he began to experiment with painkiller that they didn't have, they didn't have. They didn't have what we didn't have methadone back then. Uh, he began to experiment with painkillers that would serve as morphine-free alternatives to morphine. So he's just trying to get Vicodins and Percocet involved. I guess you could come down a little bit. His first recipe was Doctor Tuggles compound syrup of globe flour, in which the active ingredient was derived from the button bush, a toxic plant. He next began experimenting with coca and coca wines, um, which was an alcoholic beverage combining wine and cocaine. Um, there was a popular brand named uh, Vin Mariani, developed in 63 by a, a Corsican chemist and entrepreneur, Angelo Mar- Mariani, eventually creating a recipe that contained extracts of cola nut. Uh, the, the seed of the Guinness Cola placed formerly in the cocoa family and now usually subsumed in the Malo family, Malkai, uh, from a tropical rainforests of uh, Africa. And they have caffeine-containing seeds and Damania, or Damiana, which he called Pemberton's French wine Coca-Cola. It had, so it had alcohol mixed with cocoa, mixed with or coca, uh, mixed with cola nut and Damiana, and also 
which had cocaine. According to Coca-Cola historian Phil Mooney, Pemberton's world-famous soda was created in Columbus, Georgia, and carried to Atlanta. With public concern about drug addiction, depression, and alcoholism among war veterans, history repeats itself, and uh, neurothena, neurothena uh, first used for mechanical weaknesses of the nerves, a major uh, diagnosis in North America in the late 19th century and early 20th century, among highly strung southern women, Pemberton's medicine was advertised as particularly beneficial for ladies. Of course, that's a selling point for everything, right? Ladies run the household as far as uh, spending power. That's why all the ads mostly are targeted to women. That's why you see dumbass fucking white men in all the commercials looking like fools. You look like a fucking fool. And all those whose sedent, sed, sedentary employment causes nervous prostation. I mean, we all just don't want feelings at the end of the day. I mean, that's what I've learned throughout my social experience in my life. is just people don't want to feel shit. It makes them feel bad. They all want to feel good. Never-ending cycle of uh, ingesting from coffee to fucking fentanyl. In 1886, when Atlanta and Fulton County enacted temperance uh, legislation, which was a big, big fucking deal, social movement promoting uh, complete abstinence from consumption of alcohol, uh, beverages, 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 legislation, Pemberton had to produce a non-alcoholic alternative to his French wine, coca, Pemberton relied on Atlanta drugstore owner proprietor Willis E. Venable to test and help him perfect the recipe for the beverage. That'd be nice, dude. You just sit around fucking drinking, I mean, cocaine. I mean, imagine those fucking guys just jawing at each other back in the day. The recipe for this beverage, which he formulated by trial and error with Venable's assistance, Pemberton worked out a set of directions for its preparation. He blended the base syrup, with carbonated water by accident when trying to make another glass full of the beverage, Pemberton decided then to sell this as a fountain drink rather than a medicine. Smart. Diversify your drugs, dude. Frank Mason Robinson came up with the name Coca-Cola. Who's Frank Mason Robinson? Good question. He's not a black man. As soon as I thought of it, I thought about Frank Robinson. It wasn't he a fucking old baseball player for the, I think played for the Orioles. <clears throat> um, came up with the name Coca-Cola for the, uh, a liver, Alliteration is the initial... Get the fuck out of here. Which was popular among wine medicines at the time, although the name refers to the two main ingredients because of controversy over its cocaine content. Boy, this shit got cocaine. Oh, that's good shit. Hell, you think you playing with... I think they all talked like that back... You'll find out that basically, I feel like everybody talked like that back then. Either white, they were white southern gentlemen. That said, oh, hell, you ain't putting over that coca in this motherfucker, son. Hell, you talking about? I gotta get over here. Where my Model T for that? But bring my horse over here. I'm about to ride to California tonight. How many people died as they're drinking like a 12 pack of Coca Cola and just take off on their horse to ride to California? <laughs> That'd be like me driving to fucking Vegas on meth. The Coca Cola Company later said that the name was meaningless but fanciful. Hmm, that's a hot take. Robinson hand wrote the Spencerian script. Uh. On the bottles, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Coca Cola later said that blah, blah, blah. Robinson hand wrote the script on the bottles and ads. Pemberton made many health claims for his product, as they all did back there. You'll find out, like Kellogg. We'll do, I got to hit Kellogg. I keep saying that, I know, but Kellogg from Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, Bran Flakes, Grape Nuts. There's a good beef there, a historic beef, breakfast cereal beef. A lot of thievery involved in post uh, being being fucking being a lot of his products being stole. Kellogg's uh, touting it as a valuable brain tonic that would cure headaches, relieve exhaustion, and calm nerves. Sorry about that. Fucking of course got my. I'm gonna turn my fucking ringer off. <clears throat> oh, Ron checking in. Oh, there's Ron. Fucking lived in the desert for uh, three years. Yeah. Uh, guy does not shut the fuck up. Anyway, salute Ron. You alright with me? Uh, my co-host is here. Bumbleo's been hiding under the bed. Um, would cure headaches, relieve exhaustion, calm nerves, and market it as a delicious, refreshing, pure joy, exhilarating, and invigorating. I bet, dude. 
I mean, you could fucking market meth, man. If, historically, this is why I love history. Because you, you go back to, to Germany, pre-World War II, open drug society, and they were sold everywhere. They had pervetin, which is, if you know anything about history or, or, or enjoy, enjoy World War II documentaries, you've had to hear of it. Every Nazi soldier had it. It had cocaine, meth, and um, an opiate in there. And marketed as a delicious, refreshing pia. I mean, this is what they did. I mean, that's how the Nazis got so far in in life. They were doing twice as much. They were staying up twice as long. And I mean, that's how you cram these dudes in those German tanks and smashed out. There. Where are you guys going? France? In that? You're going in that tank. So soon after Coca-Cola hit the market, Pemberton fell ill and nearly bankrupt. Sick and desperate, he began selling rights to his formula to his business partners in life. So he was selling his rights to everybody sometimes twice, three times. So he was just like, fuck it. Like he knew he was on his way out. He wasn't going to see it to fruition. So he just started selling it over and over. Like he would sell all the rights over and over to different people. Part of his motivation to sell was that he still suffered from ex expensive... Um, I don't know if that can be heard clear. Alright, damn Discord and it's fucking games. Part of his motivation itself was that he still suffered from expensive continuing morphine addiction. Yeah. Hey, you want some? Hey, dog, I got some morphine over here, foe. What you doing in there playing with all them goddamn tonics? What you doing over here playing with them tonics? You go shoot some dice and do some morphine, kid. Pemberton had a hunch that his formula someday will be a national drink. So he attempted, that's, yeah, I, as you read the stories, as you know, you find out that, man, let me tell you, when you're on morphine, I mean, everything goes first. Everything goes first. Morphine comes first. Your whole life is second, anything you need. Food, clothing, second, third, wait, a shower, wait on the line. Attempted to retain a share of his ownership to leave to his son. Oh, how thoughtful. However, Pemberton's son wanted the money, that fucking punk motherfucker. You give me that money, you fucking saber. This guy got stabbed by a saber in the Civil War, bro. I mean, getting stabbed by a saber is baller in any in any era of history. The Japanese ballers, just anybody carrying around a samurai sword at all times, baller. I mean, not so much getting stabbed when they when you mount your knife at the end of you, you know, you mount your fucking what do you, what do you mount your? Uh, I'm at a loss for words right now on the end of your gun when you go charging into battle. I don't know about that, but a saber. A saber means some shit. You meet somebody on the field of battle, and you guys are both out of your muskets or out. And you pull out your fucking saber and do work. Pemberton and his son sold the remaining portion of the patent to a fellow Atlanta pharmacist. And now we meet Asa Griggs Candler for U.S. 300 bucks, which was about 10 grand. So now, of course, uh, Pemberton will, will Pemberton dies of stomach cancer in uh, 88, 1888. At 57, uh, suffered from poverty. His morphine addiction was wild, dude. I mean, you imagine just having a saber wound and not being the only guy with a saber wound. I mean, this is crazy, but I actually know a guy with a samurai sword wound in 2023. He's one of my neighbors. I've had him on a, at some point on a podcast, fucking Crazy Black Joe. And Crazy Black Joe got stabbed by a samurai sword from a fucking flea market in LA in fucking the 70s or early 80s by his own brother they got in a fight his brother grabs the samurai sword off the wall stabs crazy joe in the fucking gut which he now has to carry a fucking shit bag at all times that's a fucking true that's a baller i mean it's kind of baller but also joe likes to drink and his bag fucking stinks like shit dude I mean, he has a fucking shit bag. I forget what you call them things. You guys know what I'm talking about. Those, those fucking, uh, it's your shit pouch, dude. You know, because you can't, your shit track's all fucked up. They're going to work on it, though. He's going to, uh, hopefully he's going to be all right. Check back in on a later episode of Historic Ballers. We'll touch bases on that shit bag situation. Okay, guys? So he dies. Uh, his body's returned to Columbus, Georgia, where he's buried at Linwood Cemetery. His grave marker engraved with symbols showing, which we'll find out, this is very common, uh, throughout United States history, is you'll find out that the membership as a Freemason, uh, as he was, they will be. A lot of them are Freemasons. It's just, 
And it's not, you know, I'm past the Freemason is magic fucking bullshit. If they're, I'm about to join the goddamn Freemasons if they let me in. You know, it sound, it's kind of like a cool hang. It seems like just a bunch of fucking, I, I hate to use the word base, but it seems like just some fucking, some good dudes, just, you know, that want to fucking share some brotherhood and some companionship. Dude, what's wrong with that, bro? When you get older, you don't meet new friends. And then you meet people and they're like fucking, you're like, well, that was a waste of a couple hours, you know, hanging with this fucking asshole. Um, so his, his son Charles continued to sell his for, father's formula, but six years later, Charles Pemberton himself died. His son having some, what? His, oh, man. So his son got addicted to fucking morphine too. Damn. Cold-blooded fucking rest in peace. So we get into Asa Griggs Candler. Who's that? I mean, he is credited as being the founder of the company, right? Um, obviously, John Pemberton comes up with the formula. Asa Griggs just happens to be at the right place at the right time. He's got a little money. He does at one point after he goes to the fucking funeral of John Pemberton. You imagine this, think about this, dude. I mean, this guy knew what he had and knew it was going to blow up and went to the funeral to buy the that last steak from the son that we just talked about. He goes, and, and they're leaving. The wife, the grieving wife and son are, are leaving the funeral. And Griggs, Asa fucking Asa, fucking Griggs pulls up on the, on the funeral and propositions him for that that last right, and that's where he buys it. They left that part, they left that part out of it. So, two hundred thirty eight ninety eight is what they you know listed as the Coca Cola recipe. That's what John said he gave. A lot of people gave Pemberton money though. So uh, he was a druggist. Asa in eighty eight. Asa Griggs met, of course, Pemberton was intrigued by the sweet carbonated drink he developed. That was when Candler started working on. Getting that, snatching that recipe up. Um, the drink was derived, of course, from coca and caffeine, carbonated water. He trademarks the brand and distributed the first dividends to the company's uh, shareholders in 1892. So we're talking 100 and what, 30 years ago? By 1895, the company was distributing. Right now is when the railroads are blowing up. You know, railroads were, were, were connecting from coast to coast. From uh, east to west and north to south, uh, eight, nineteen or I'm sorry, eighteen ninety five company distributing Coca Cola nationwide in the U S. It first started exporting in eighteen ninety nine to where? Oh, you guys never guess this shit, dude. Cuba. I, I didn't know. That's wild. Exports to Europe started two years later. So I mean, in three years, right? From eighty eight to to fucking ninety four. What's that? Uh, seven. So seven years total. Nationwide in the U.S., Cuba, Europe, dude. I mean, that's how fast shit could pop off back then if you had something that the public, the general public wanted. He also developed a famous $1 contract where he sold the rights to bottle Coca-Cola in the U.S. for only $1. So you could sell the rights, therefore expanding the brand. Smart fucking move, dude. Domino, is it Domino's does this later, not $1 contract, but they're, they, that's how they were able to franchise they were kind of they they kind of abused that franchise and found uh, found a way to spread faster than uh, Pizza Hut. We'll get into that, I'm sure, eventually on the Ballers, which is that's a great great fucking story. Um, <clears throat> at first, the company advertised Coca Cola as a drink that relieved mental and physical uh, fatigue. Excuse me. 1903, Candler decided to move the cocaine component from the coca leaves before mixing them with the drink, so he extracted the cocaine. This is what he did. This is another fucking baller move, bro. He doesn't just take the cocaine out and go, okay, we're just, we're just done with cocaine. He still gets the cocaine leaves, he coca, the coca leaves, right? He, he extracts the cocaine, so at least now he's just using the coca flavor of the leaf. But he's like, now I got this cocaine. What do I do with it? He sells the extracted cocaine to pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, dude. Come on. Let's go. 1911, the company reached an annual advertising budget of one fucking million, dude. In 1911, oh, that's got it. That's what thirty. So you're talking thirty million, right? It's about thirty, from what I've what I what I've learned in in historic uh, dollar amounts in the U.S. It's about thirty, twenty to thirty times the amount in uh, 1900. 
1915, the bottling company Root Glass Company created the iconic Coca-Cola bottle. Let's see if we got that. Do we got that? We got some. We got some dates here. Let's get to some. Uh, oh, we got ice cold five cents. Oh, man, I mean, how cool was that as a kid though? When you found that they had those old, old timey. Um, I don't know if you guys remember these vending machines, dude. They were like super old. They had the glass, the nice glass. This is before my generation, and I'm sure the generation partially right before me started just destroying the shit out of them. And they had to put cages on them like fucking animals, right? Um, here we got a share, Coca-Cola Company share. And then the different branding, how it's changed over the years. So, in um, 1916, Candler gets elected mayor of Atlanta. He entered his day-to-day management of the Coca-Cola Company in 1917, so he's only there for less than 20 years. Coca-Cola Company agreed to reduce. This is another thing. The government came down hard on the the, uh, caffeine in America, and especially the children with soft drinks. They're not... This would have might this might have changed everything if the government would have got involved and set an age limit for caffeine. So they reduced the caffeine by fifty percent. Nineteen nineteen, Candler gave most of the stock in uh, the Coke company to his children, and then they sh- they shared their sh- they sold their shares to uh, an investor led by Ernest uh, Woodruff, a businessman in Atlanta businessman back then. And so that that kind of like so he's he's done in the Coca Cola history, but. You know, there's always that little thing there about, did he steal it? I mean, you're a morphine act. I mean, the guy wants morphine. What are you going to do, dude? You give him what he wants. You give him a little fucking, get some money. Let's get some money going there. You know? And I, in case you didn't know, uh, fun cocaine fact is that to this day, right, cocaine can still be legally used by, um, it can still be distributed by pharmacies, you know, Walmart, fucking Rite Aid, and it's used, um, it's, it's, it's got one particular thing that they like that, because you start thinking, you go, well, cocaine, they use it to, uh, as a numbing agent, right, where it's, it's, um, imported to pharmaceutical, making packages of cocaine for, so Merck, Merck Pharmaceutical Company and Malik Rot, what do you, I forget, I don't know how to use it, I don't know how to say that, Malik Rot, Spelled with a R-O-D-T, Chemical Works, distribute cocaine in crystalline form. This looks like fucking meth in dark-colored glass bottles. So, like, the old-school fucking bottles, which is kind of wild. I guess that's to keep it the light from, uh, maybe the light will have us lose its potencies. And hospitals throughout the U.S. in alkali form. Rarely used for medicinal purposes. <laughs> cocaine, crystals, flakes come in eighth. An eighth, a fourth, and one ounce bottles from the manufacturer. It has a wholesale price of only twenty to twenty-five dollars an ounce, dude. Imagine motherfuckers get a hold of that, get gacked up, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Let's go. Um, cocaine is still the drug of choice among physicians and topical local anesthetic because the drug has vasoconstrictive qualities as it stops the flow of blood oozing and although synthetic local anesthetics such as novocaine and and lidocaine have been discovered and are used extensively as local anesthetics they do not have the same vasoconstrictive effects as cocaine interesting i wonder if people have used cocaine on us and we just didn't know i wonder huh i want that's probably a very specific um, maybe somebody can answer that like what kind of medical what what kind of ailment would you have to have where they get doc bus out the liquid cocaine to fucking do the do his do his job. So now we'll have to just let's just get into some. We'll have to get let's get into the numbers of uh, uh, of Coke's history. Let's follow the money. Let's see what kind of let's see what kind of baller situations um, are we talking about. Mm. Get into um, yeah, because we. I mean, you're talking post World War II diverse, diversification of the packaging of Coke, the development of acquisitions, the trademark Coke first used in advertising in 1941. Um, 
1946, the company purchases Fanta, right? Because a lot of these conglomerates, they just start swallowing up. That's what they did. You just bought out your competition, which Rockefeller did so well. And a lot of the guys that we, we know about, J.P. Morgan, they just bought out their competition and just shut down their factories if they didn't use it. They just closed them. Uh, soft drink developed. Uh, so Fanta was from Germany. And then the Contoured Coca-Cola bottle first introduced in 1916. Didn't get registered until 1960. The company also introduced the, the lemon-lime drink Sprite in 1961. And its first Diet Cola sugar-free tab, which I haven't seen it since the fucking, I guess, the 80s. And Diet, they used to make a soda called Diet Right. Uh, I don't know if that was Coca-Cola or not, but it was kind of like the, I think it was the competition for tab. Uh, with, with his purchase of Minute Maid Corporation and just swallowing up these companies, dude. In 1960, the company entered the citrus ju- juice market and added the brand Fresca. Just, they're just fucking popping them out. 78, my birth year, Coca-Cola became the only company allowed to sell cold packaged beverages in China, dude. In fucking the chai comms. You fucking chai comm motherfuckers. Oh, and did you, I just watched a Trump interview, and they said that the fucking Chinese bought the the Panama Canal. Did you know that? Fun fact. We sold it. We built it. Teddy Roosevelt builds the Panama Canal, then sells it to Panama back to Panama for a dollar, and then Panama goes, "Yeah, we don't really need this, dude." Sells it to the fucking Chinese. <laughs> God damn, we're fucking gay. The company introduced its low. Calorie, sugar-free, soft drink, Diet Coke, which is the bomb. It's the fucking bomb, dude. Diet Coke is the greatest fucking soda, is it not? I mean, it's fucking delicious when it's cold. Once it gets hot, you start, you do start tasting the chemicals in there. Originally named Diet Coca-Cola, um, in an effort to address its decline in market shares, the company adopted a new flavor of Coca-Cola in 1985 using a formula. It developed the new Coke, was called, was not received well. Hmm. I vaguely remember that. I vaguely remember New Coke. It was not well-received. However, owing the public uh, outcry, Coca-Cola revived its original flavor in July. They're like, oh, shit, we fucked up. Which was then marketed as Coca-Cola Classic. Oh, of course. Excuse me. And uh, from 1982 to 89, the company held a controlling interest in Columbia Pictures Industries. Whew. Fucking swallowing everything up. Corporations own the power, get back to politicians that then we fucking get beat down by in a vicious cycle. New markets open up for Coca-Cola in the early 1990s. The company began selling products in East Germany. Oh, when, when the wall fell. Big deal when the wall fell. I remember this was a big deal of like Coca-Cola versus Pepsi in East Germany with Coke coming out on top, dude. These Germans knew the fucking deal. That was freedom. I mean, that was a big deal in the 80s. The taste test, they'd, they'd have taste tests set up in stores all over the place. Like, take the Pepsi fucking challenge. You know what I mean? I don't know if people know about this now. But they were in, it was a, it was a battle. 1990 and in India in 1993. In 1992, the company introduced its first bottle made partially from recycled plastic. A, a major, in, oh, there's my co-host. A major innovation in the industry at the time, Coca-Cola created many new beverages during the 90s, including the Asia-marketed Koo Children's Fruit Drink, Powerade Sports Drinks, Dasani Bottled Water, Coca-Cola also acquired Bark's fucking Root Beer, Inca Cola in Peru, get the fuck out of here, Maza, Thumbs Up, and Limca in India, and Cadbury Schweppes. Which were sold in more than 120 crunchies across the fucking globe. Baller shit. In the early 2000s, Coca-Cola faced allegations of illegal soil and water pollution. You don't say. I mean, not to mention making all the Mexican kids in Mexico fat as fuck. Dude, these guys, there's something about the Coca-Cola. Like, they don't have the same restrictions on a lot of shit in Mexico, as one can guess. And I mean, I think they put like four times as much sugar in there. So I forget what the... I watched a whole fucking documentary on the fat kids and... Like, you go to a funeral and every fucking buddy has a... Like a two liter of of Coca-Cola in their hand. It's fucking wild. Um, 
severe human rights violations. In 2001, the United Steelworkers of America and the International Labor Rights Fund filed a lawsuit against Coca-Cola and Pan American Beverages, um, claiming that the defendants had openly engaged so-called death squads to intimidate, torture, kidnap, and even murder union officials in Latin America. The controversy gained worldwide attention and led several American universities to ban the sale of Coca-Cola products on their campuses. The lawsuit was eventually dismissed. Does that mean that they didn't have a fucking... No, dude, you know that they got paid off. They definitely got paid off. I mean, they were probably... They were pumped so full of fear. People are kidnapped, tortured, and getting intimidated. Of course, they're just going to go, well, I don't want my cousin Juan to be getting whacked all the fucking time. In 05, the company introduced Coca-Cola Zero. Eh, it's fair. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not against Coca Cola Zero, you know I'll drink the shit out of a Coca Cola Zero if I don't have a Diet Coke. Zero calorie soft drink with a taste of regular Coca Cola. Ah, I mean I wouldn't go there, you know I wouldn't go there. They're always gonna say that though, right? They're not gonna say this is just super chemically because I mean you just gotta be real about it when you're drinking something like that. It's just I mean pure chemicals with the fake sugar the company acquired energy brands inc along with its variously enhanced waters when we get into the water era that same year coca-cola announced that it would join the business leaders initiative of human rights so they're going to gain control of that so they can still abuse their i mean that's just what that's just what we do a group of companies working together to develop and implement corporate responses to human rights issues that affect the world so they're just they're all over the place dude they're all over the place I mean, just inhaling companies left and right that are coming through, uh, playing playing fucking competitor, but really not. And they just buy they buy them the fuck up. I mean, it's it's great. That's America. That's America. That's how we fucking do. So, as we proceed, so we can get if I can fucking. Pull this bullshit up. I fucking didn't have it up. Fucking Coca-Cola. What do you say? Coca-Cola fucking money. Money facts? Uh, how much is Coca-Cola? How does Coca-Cola make money? Who the fuck asked that? Every which way they can. Mexicans drink. What the fuck? Oh, here's a fun fact. Let's get into some fun facts. Let's get into some fun facts. Also own the Valley Juices, Georgia Coffee, Soy-Based Beverages Ads, Honest Tea, Gold Peak, Minute Maid, Innocent Smoothies and Juices, Simply Juices, Smart Water, Sprite, Zico Coconut Water, and Vitamin Water. Annually, the company launches hundreds of new products to meet the ever-changing tastes of customers across just fucking swallowing up companies, dude. Oh. Wild. And what is the, what are they making this year? What did we pull? 86, well, this is 2027. Or, I'm sorry, 2027. <laughs> from the future. 2021. 87.6 billion fucking dollars. Baller. Baller. 1929, the metal top opening coolers were produced to, to dispense bottles of ice cold. Ice cold cold cold. That's what I was talking about. The top opening. Oh, that's the top opening coolers. Uh, 1977, the first plastic two liter bottle was introduced just in time for me to get fat as fuck. We didn't really get too much soda. We, I'm not, we just couldn't afford it. At the time, you know, I don't remember drinking a ton of it. I mean, a glass every, we get a glass every couple days. My mom's boyfriend drank the shit out of it, dude. Ex-meth addict. Just drank, he drank the shit. Oh, actually, he drank Pepsi was what he drank. Um, what do we got? Uh, what do we got? 2019 energy drink. With a flavor similar to Coca-Cola with guarana, vitamin B3, vitamin B6, and extra caffeine introduced in the in the uh, United Kingdom in 2019. Uh, Coca-Cola with an orange vanilla flavor intended to imitate the flavor of an orange creamsicle. Made available... Na na I don't remember that. You guys remember that? 
I don't remember that. 2019? Now, cherry vanilla flavor. You can fuck with a can of that. I mean, you're not going to drink a six-pack. You got you know, those are the flavors, that, the, the holiday flavors, season flavor. It's like pumpkin spice. You're going to, you know, maybe a, you're going to drink like a quarter cup of that horse shit. Um, January 2020, the company acquired the remaining 57.5% stake in dairy product company Fairlife. Just swallowing it up, dude. Swallowing it up, companies. May, Coca-Cola and India entered into a partnership with United Way Mumbai to provide personal protective equipment and hygiene aid kits to frontline workers during the COVID-19 fucking outbreak. You mean set up, you fuckers. You fucking set us up for fucking failure, China, and fucking you Chicom sons of bitches trying to get at us. 19, 2019, Coca-Cola Company acquired Costa Limited from Whitbread PLC. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. They just got their little hands in everything, don't you guys? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You guys got a lot of monies. A lot of monies. Oh, here we go. First quarter. April 24, 2023, consolidated net operating revenue of $11 billion for the fucking quarter. <laughs> Buy your cow! <sighs> Baller shit, dude. Balling out. North America, that area that posted the highest revenue in the quarter, coming in about three, only about four bills. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah, has supported the cons. Oh my God, the consolidation occurring amongst its bottlers. Yeah, you guys are consolidating everything. Anytime anybody starts anything up, you gotta come swallow them up. I mean, can another? Co- it's so hard. Like that's when you see like a Starbucks happen. It's so rare, but those were occurring at all times back then. You know, it's rare when that was the Starbucks is the one that came in in what two thousand late nineties, early two thousands. You really saw. How they monopolize? I don't know. About, it's not monopolizing, but I'm saying a brand breaks through in where you're talking about a bill, tens of twenties of, if not fifty billion dollars a year, and does it like this would occur a lot all the time? I wouldn't say all the time, but, but in the early nineteen, uh, you know, I guess twentieth century, early twentieth century, and late. Um, the late late twentieth century and early and, and nineteen late nineteenth century, right? And early, and then and you you, ver- you they're rare now. Now you see them in software, computers. But I mean, the prop breakfast cereal—that's a whole nother genre that was that had its had its ballers come out of there. I mean, breakfast wasn't even a thing in America. They made it a thing. They made a meal. There was no breakfast. Americans did not eat breakfast. Um, percent operating, eleven bills. I was trying to get it out of a year, a year to year. The company is taking steps to make a hundred percent of its packaging recyclable, all recyclable globally by two thousand twenty-five, and use at least fifty percent recycled content in their packaging by two thousand thirty. Coca-Cola's mission is for the company to. Emulate the diversity of its consumer market. Ah, thus they feel like the trans and then this and then that. It aims to have women represent 50% of its leadership on a global scale. Have a bunch of fucking dog brains, do we? Hmm? And for its USC employee base to correspond to census data by ethnicity. Wow. Amazing. So let's just start hiring by race. That's what they're saying. It's wild how it just has come around that it's okay to hire by race, sex. It's amazing. You know? Yeah, I'm a white guy. It's fine. It is what it is. But, like, the best guy, that's what American exceptionalism is way better than fucking diversity hires and or any type of hire that's based on race, creed, like everything that fucking Martin Luther King (laughs) was like, we shouldn't be doing this. And then when you see corporations doing it, you know it ain't right. You know it ain't fucking right. Fucking madness, dude. 
The world's gone to hell in a handbasket. Now I'm an old man just complaining about goddamn diversity. It is wild, though. I mean, it, is, it just is It's not what it should be. That's, that's not my America, you motherfuckers. All right. You want some fucking fun facts? Let's get some fun facts. What do we got? Hey, one thing so great about this company is that products are consumed by rich and poor alike, kind of like drugs. There's no wage gap holding back anyone. For This is off the fucking website. This is off of moneyinc.com. You got to love these fucking writers. It's just all happy and fucking go lucky. Hey, guys, there's no wage gap holding back anyone from being able to enjoy a nice cold Coke. No? You think, what are they giving away at the food bank? I go to food banks. They're not giving away Coca-Cola. You think that they fucking would. I mean, I'm sure they throw it away at every fucking restaurant that has it. Is there even an ex expiration date? The Coca-Cola Company has been in business for over 130 years, sharing not only the great, refreshing taste Coke, but thousands of other beverages as well. Even though it's one of the most recognizable brands in the world, there's still plenty you probably don't know about the company. Hmm, let's get into it. Invention of Coca-Cola was some low-down cocksucker. <laughs> Uh, the cocaine controversy. Oh, what you really need to realize is back in 1886, it was common for cocaine to be used in, in, patient, in patented medicines and elixirs. In fact, it was quite often used to break opiate addiction, which I know meth can break opiate addiction. That's a terrible, I'm not like promoting that, but I guess anything can, right? I mean, you can literally go through opiate withdrawals and then just say that, you know, well, I took a bunch of fucking sleeping pills for about five days and came out of it, right? And you can just go, well, that broke it. Erectile dysfunction, well, I mean, sometimes you get coke dick. I mean, you're not always, I mean, the times that I did coke, I didn't really get horny, which is weird because they, they, when cocaine was out there, I mean, they basically blamed blacks for fucking ruining it for everybody. <laughs> they were saying, we can't have this because the blacks are just raping the shit out of our southern bells. And general fatigue. All right. Nonetheless, as the negative effects of the drug became uh, coming to light. They lower its amount. We're just going to put a little bit in there. Just get them addicted. We just know that this is super addictive. Caffeine, the most addictive. I mean, if not the most addictive. I'm surprised they didn't try to cram nicotine in here. I'm surprised there's not a nicometh. Nicometh. Nicophene. Nicomethine. Fucking pill. Somebody somewhere is promoting to the politicians to, to legalize meth, dude. Somebody is. In 1902, the amount of cocaine left in the salt drink was so small by the time the drug was completely eliminated in 1929. And, oh, there had been hardly any left to remove anyway. We were just such good fucking people. To put in terms that can be better understood, there would have been about one-tenth of a gram per 25 million gallons of syrup. Just enough to fucking wet your whistle, get a little addiction. By then, the caffeine and sugar that was waking people up and not the cocaine, allegedly. Also, invented the first coupon. Coca-Cola companies believed to have also invented, in order to introduce their new tasty beverage and subsequent promote sales, the company distributed coupons good for one free drink in late 1886. Early uh, 87, the company believes that this to be the reason the drink caught on so quickly, spreading from Atlanta's small population to encompass every state in the United States. Man, just getting addicted off a of free. Give them one free hit, dude. Just It's just like the old drug commercials, man, where you're walking by the basketball court with your bud and some guy leans through and is like, hey, you want a hit? First one's free. It's estimated that during their coupon promotion that one in every 10 Cokes was given away for free. Of course, this turned out to be a brilliant marketing strategy. Sure, they gave away a tremendous amount of product, but look where they are today. Yeah, you're giving away a free taste. They give it away in fucking Costco. You know, you give them a little hit. They keep coming back. Thank Coke for Santa. Surprised they didn't make them take Santa off the thing. You, should, I mean, you know that somebody tried to put Jesus on a can. At some point, they had to put Jesus on a can. You imagine making a can? That, like, I want to do that. That's what I'm trying to do. And then put fucking Allah on one, do Muhammad on one. Put the fucking eight-arm fucking alien thing that the, the Hindus fucking bow to. The elephant lady. The fuck do Chinese pray to, dude? The Chinese never... You never hear about Chinese fucking... Uh, their religions, right? You hear about Mohams. The sand, the sand Mohams. The fucking Christians. The Jew God. 
which is God, right? The Jew God? I don't think there is some other weird shit that I don't know about. I might have to do st stork religious ballers one day. Get into that fucking... Get into that. We'll delve deep into that. Um, painted a jolly plump image of Santa wearing a red suit in 1931. And as far back as 1920. Previously, images of Santa had him wearing greens and browns. And he ranged in size from skinny to humongous. Did you know there had been so much Coca-Cola produced that if there were to, re it could replace the water in Niagara Falls, cascading at its normal rate, which is a little over a million and a half gallons per second. Goddamn, we're some fat fucks, dude. Fat, I'm trying to cut soda out, man. And I've done pretty good with implementing teas. Caffeine, tea, I can't get rid of beer. I just can't. If I switch to liquor, I just become an Irish fucking mongoloid maniac just begging to go to jail. Every fucking go on Jameson, dude. Tequila. Fucking God forbid. I want to I wanna colonize something. Every time I get drunk, I want to colonize, dude. I want to rape, pillage, pillage a village. Uh, there's been so much Coca-Cola produced that if all of it were to put... If you were to put... If it were to be put in 8-ounce bottles, there would be enough for every single person in the world to have over 1,100 each. If those same 8-ounce bottles were to be laid end-to-end, -end, they could make 2,000 trips to the moon and back. Just fat as fuck, dude. How many cheeseburgers, McDonald's? I mean, Hands Across America. We did Hands Across America for AIDS. Remember that shit? I don't know if you remember that. I think the 80s, everybody held hands across the country to fucking stop the fucking invasion by these goddamn bugs crawling around in gay buttholes, which... People only started caring, let's be honest, people only started caring when they were like, what? You're telling me I can just fuck rando hoes and I can get the fucking, that butt a that butt fucking bug? You know what you're telling me? Hell, hell, this gay Billy over here, hell boy, you hear that shit? I'm out here fucking the hens in the, in the hen heart, in the hen yard over here, hell, slaughtering pig, hell. I got one of them goddamn gay bugs in her butt, she must have put a gay, she must have fucked a gay. A lot of people already know this. Apparently, it's still valuable information that needs to be slated. Soft drink is a great cleaning tool. True. You can use it. I know I've used it on my batteries before. In my car, you can just pour it on there and, and wipe. It's amazing. So what's it doing to your insides? You know what I mean? What the fuck is it doing with your insides? Talking about cancer. We're like, cancer, this and that. It's like, yeah. Look what it does on the outside. What's it doing to human organs? It may be funny thinking about Coke to clean your toilet, but... What is no joke is how much money the Coca-Cola brand is worth, which is estimated $84 billion. They're worth more than Pepsi, KFC, Subway, Budweiser combined. In fact, if you want to get technical, Coca-Cola company is technically the 84th largest power in the world. So they don't control some of the presidents around the world. Uh, one space ahead of Costa Rica. So that's like... Uh, However, advertising for Coca-Cola is completely outrageous, especially considering how well-known the brand is. The company spends about $3 billion in advertising every year. Oh, here we go. The reason they have to spend so much money in advertising each year is because the Coca-Cola company does much more than produce Coke. So here we go. Listed a, a 20 of those brands. Aquarius. Is that water? I'm taking it. Ayataka. Bon Aqua. It must be fucking the French's water. Pussies. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola Zero, Dasani. You know the French fucking fought for the Nazis? I knew a lot about World War II. I didn't know that they made them fight. I did not know that. I didn't know that when Nazi Germany took over France and split it in half, that then we ended up fighting. And same with Italy. I mean, Italy, I knew we were fighting. I did, but they said that they were fucking forced into it. I didn't know that. So they, made, they were just, you know, throwing up the white flag. Another fun history fact. Dasani. Del Val, Diet Coke, Fanta, Fuse Tea, that's everywhere, uh, a Glacier, Vitamin Water, Georgia Coffee, Gold Peak, I Low Has, Minute Maid, Minute Maid ain't bad, Minute Maid Orange Juice, dude, Extra Pulp, let's go, Powerade, Schweppes, Simply, Sprite, and that's not even close to being all their fucking products, dude, not even fucking close, dude, um... Shareholders, when it comes to that, that's, that's one of those shares that you wish you had. I had that up earlier, man. You bought a share. I mean, even if you bought it in the 80s, 90s, you buy one now. I mean, it's, it's not going anywhere. I mean, what would happen? I mean, uh, it's not. It's unfailable. It's one of these companies that cannot fail. 
you know, not only received a return each year, but also increased every year their share has gone up. Everyone understands Coke. Uh, Coca-Cola is one of the most admired, most known trademarks in the world. I mean, but it, what would it take for it to fall? I mean, even a trans fucking weirdo couldn't have Budweiser fall. Their prices still haven't fell. I keep waiting for, I keep buying Coors Light because it's always like $2 cheaper. And I keep waiting for Budweiser to fucking drop it down. It's not dropping, dude. That's all horse shit. They're too big to fail. They can weather that shit, no problem. I mean, that born on date, how long is that born on date? What did, I, nobody, they don't even, they don't expire. They put the born on date instead of the expiration. Very smart when they invented that. Instead of saying the expiration date, they put a born on date and then just go, it's whatever, dude. Like, figure it out, public. Every single day, there's about 57 billion servings of variety of beverages being drank every single day. This doesn't include water. Amazingly, almost 2 million of those refreshing drinks or just over 3% are either licensed or trademarked by Coca-Cola, bro. Think about that shit. In fact, most universally distributed product in the world, almost 20,000 beverages sold every single second that are products of Coca-Cola. God damn. Baller. You probably could imagine that with that kind of popularity that anywhere you go, you'd be able to enjoy a nice cold Coca-Cola. However, you'd be wrong. There's actually two countries where they don't allow Coca-Cola and you won't find soda anywhere. North Korea and Cuba. And Cuba was their first where they exported first. Cuba figured that shit out. North Korea, I mean, I don't know what the fuck their reason is. Cuba must have figured some shit out. Cubans seem to know what the fuck they're doing. Except that they got... I just, again, with the Trump thing, talking about there's China, the Chinese are setting up bases in Cuba? What the fuck? Come on. I mean, that is kind of baller. If you want to hang out with the biggest Coke drinkers around, then head... Here we go. Then head to Mexico. On average, the people who drink the most Coke are generally Mexicans. They drink about 745 a year. Opposed to Americans only drink about 400. Twice as much as America... Come on, America, we need to catch it up, drink Coke, boy, hell, get fat. Iconic Coke commercials. Possible for a product to change the world with a single commercial. Coke has done it several times. 71, I'd like to buy the world a Coke commercial, also referred to as the Hilltop. The New Seekers, who were a very popular Australian folk music group at the time, recorded the ad's famous song. The ad became an instant classic. Filmed on a hilltop near Rome, where a diverse group of young people came together. I mean, they got brought together. The group went on to remove references to the soft drink and added the song to one of their albums. Next, a memorable meeting between a young kid and legendary, albeit battered and after a tough game, Mean Joe Green, who was heading to the locker room of his Pittsburgh Steelers team, for which he and the defensive lineman, uh, the kid offers the tired-looking player his Coke, and Green, after taking a sip of cold soft drink, throws a jersey to this kid. Hey, kid. This commercial aired in 79. 1979 became one of the most famous and classic Super Bowl ads. Mm. The secret recipe. The recipe for Coca-Cola is still a secret. It's probably one of the best kept secrets in the world. The recipe has basically been the same for over 130 years, yet the secret has never been revealed to the public. As a matter of fact, the actual written recipe is sealed in a vault, not unlike those seen in a bank or casino. Shit, the Warren Buffett connection. Famous frontman of Berkshire Hathaway is a big fan of Coke. Truth is, his gigantic insurance conglomerate over which he is CEO holds a large stake in the soft drink company and has only over 25 has for over 25 years. In fact, Berkshire Hathaway owns nearly 10% of the company who churns out all the Coca-Cola. In addition, Buffett even claims that he gets at least 25% of his daily calories from Coke products alone. I mean, who's looking is there somebody looking up to him going, "Why well, better drink that much Coke?" Olympic sponsors Coke paying bribes, whether it's true or not, it's been claimed that the soda giant paid the American Academy of uh, Pediatric Dentistry to say that their namesake soft drink wasn't bad for the teeth of children. Sounds about right, right? That's about up to par. Uh, Is it it true the company donated a million dollars to the AAPD in 2003? It is true, but maybe they just wanted to help look out. Uh Uh-huh. That's what you say, right? Led to the undoing years and years of advice of actual evidence. Either way, I think most people know which products are better or worse. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. According to fucking... It's bad, bro. Contour bottle, of course. I mean, come on, man. Coca-Cola, the history. 
You seen what it do. What it do, what it be. Patreon.com if you enjoyed the episode. You guys that are producers, support, comment, tell me who you want on the Historic Ballers. Eventually we'll do guests with some, maybe some historians or people like that. But for now, Historic Ballers, I'm Uncle Dust. Salutskis, join the Patreon. Enjoy original wig. Oh, let's roll this fucking roll this banner. I guess this will be found on Spotify. Patreon, of course, is where you uh, should support there. And then Spotify, iTunes, all your other platforms. You listen and download podcasts, audio, and the original wig is live every Wednesday eight at uh what the fuck, dude, six forty five. No, no, no. 9.45 Eastern Standard Time. YouTube on Focus. F-O-C-U-S-C-D-S is on the bottom of the screen. And um, join the Discord. Original Wiggas on, also on the bottom of the screen, how it's spelled. And uh, let me know what you think of Coca-Cola. Until fucking next time. We're going to keep it balling as we do with a fucking freestyle to lead us out with my terrible freestyle skills. Let's uh, let's see how that fucking let's see how that works out. Let's see if I can um, drop some fucking biggity bars here, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, mm, wanna be a wanna be a historic baller, shot caller, twenty fucking shares on the Coca Cola, getting getting bitten fucking paid tonight. John Stitt got robbed, so I took morphine at night. I got stabbed with a saber. Bitch, you know you love the flavor. Love the flavor. Love the flavor. Yeah. Oh, fucking kind of killed that shit. Ooh, I felt kind of good.